Chapter 5 of Merrimé. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Merrimag by William Bowen. Merrimag and the Rag Bone Man. Rags, bones, old iron. Merrimag put her head out of the front window and looked down the street. A queer man with a dirty face was coming along, and he was bending down under a heavy sack which he was carrying on his back. Rags, bones, old iron, he cried, and all the children who were playing in the street ran indoors in a fright. It was the ragbone man. Everybody said that if you didn't look sharp, he'd snatch you up and stuff you in his sack and carry you off and never, never bring you back any more. So all the children in that village were terribly afraid of him, and whenever they saw him coming, they simply took to their heels and fled. Rags, bones, old iron, cried the ragbone man. Oh, shah, said Mary Meg, I am not afraid. She went out into the street and watched him coming. He came on nearer and nearer. He reached the house next door and stopped there and stared at Mary Meg. Rags, bones, old iron, he shouted out at the top of his voice, and quick as a wink, Mary Meg sprang back into the house and banged the door and bolted it and ran to her room and buried her head under the pillows. It was a long time before she came out again. When she did come out, she didn't go into the street, because the ragbone man was still there, probably. She went into the cabbage garden, where her mother was hanging up clothes. Where are you going, Merrimeg? said her mother. Nowhere, said Merrimeg. You'd better go over to Tish's house now. They're expecting you to have supper with them. And don't get your dress soiled, and don't stay too late. Nom said Mary Meg. Before you go, take these handkerchiefs and spread them out on the rose bushes in the sun to dry. Yes'm, said Mary Meg. Her mother kissed her and went into the kitchen, and Mary Meg, carrying the wet handkerchiefs, walked over to the apple orchard, thinking about apples and forgetting all about the rose bushes. She always liked to eat apples just before meals. In the orchard, she stopped under a tree and reached up towards the lowest branch. And just at that moment, she heard the sound of someone crying. It seemed to come from the other side of the tree. She tiptoed around the tree to see who it was. It was the ragbone man. He was sitting on the ground with his back against the tree and a sack beside him and he was crying to himself pretty loud and sniffling and wiping away the tears with the back of his hand. Merrimag was so frightened that she could not move. Give me a handkerchief quick, said the ragbone man, and he snatched the handkerchiefs out of her hand and put one of them to his nose. Oh, he said and threw the handkerchief down. They're wet. They won't do. What good is a wet handkerchief? Haven't you got a dry one? No, sir, said Mary Meg in a shaky little voice. Then it's no use, said the ragbone man. I reckon I'll have to stop crying. 
you can't cry without a handkerchief why didn't you bring me a dry one i didn't know you wanted one said merrimag well you didn't think i could cry into a wet one did you you don't expect me to do that do you do you or don't you no sir said merrimag the next time you come around me when i'm crying you bring me a dry one do you understand yes sir said merrimag don't say yes sir and no sir all the time why don't you ask me what i'm crying about yes sir said merrimag twisting her apron i mean if you please i'm crying about i'm crying about oh dear i'm going to cry again i know i am and i never have any handkerchief he burst into tears again and merrimag began to feel sorry for him yes sir said she he wiped his face with the back of his hand and smeared the dirt all over it most terribly it's it's about the children he said crying out louder than before i can't i can't help it it's because they they won't come near me they're afraid of me they won't speak to me they won't let me tell them about rags they run away from me oh it's too hard it's too hard he sniffled and gulped mary meg felt very sorry for him indeed please sir said she do you want i want a handkerchief look in that bag and see if you can find one oh dear if the children would only let me speak to em then i could tell em all about rags why don't you hurry can't you see i need a handkerchief will you or won't you mary meg quickly opened the sack she put her head down into it and looked in and before she knew what was going on her heels were lifted up and she was plopped down head first into the bag and there she was tied up tight inside the rag bone sack she kicked and screamed but it wasn't any use the rag bone man slung the sack on his back and made off through the orchard as fast as he could go mary meg stopped kicking when she found it wasn't any use and after a long time she came down on the ground with a bump and she heard the rag bone man call out open the door the sack was untied and she stood up she was standing before a little house in the woods and the trees about it were dark and gloomy and the sun had gone down the door of the little house opened and a little girl smaller than mary meg stood in the doorway she was a very ragged little girl and her face was dirty and sad she looked at mary meg with big solemn eyes i've brought you one at last cried the rag bone man here she is i've got one for you at last somebody to play with here she is and she's going to stay with you and play with you and never go home any more now we've got her we'll keep her now you'll have company ain't she a pretty one though ain't i a good father come in come on in he seized the two little girls by the hand and ran into the house with them it was a tiny house with only two rooms one in front and one behind the ragbone man began to get out plates and knives and forks and set them about on a table in the front room the two little girls stood staring at each other what's your name said the ragbone man's little girl 
Merrimag, said she. My name is Rags. That's my father. He's been trying for a long, long time to bring me somebody to live with me here and play with me, but they always ran away from him. You're the first. Are you lonely? No, said Merrimag. I am, but I won't be any longer. I've got you to play with me now. Can't I ever go home any more? said Merrimag. Oh, father, cried little Rags. She wants to go home already. Go home, cried the ragbone man. Are you talking about going home already? Oh, dear, don't make me cry again. If you talk like that, I'll cry. I know I will. You can't leave us. It wouldn't do. No, no. Sit down and eat your supper. Oh, dear, she wants to go home. They sat down at the table, but Mary Meg couldn't eat. And after supper, Rags and Mary Meg went to bed together in a little bed in the back room. The star shone in through the window. Tomorrow, said Rags, pulling the covers up over Mary Meg, we'll have a grand play in the woods all day. Oh, won't I be happy, though? I know where there's a lot of wild strawberries and a brook with crawly things on the bottom. And... Oh, I'm so glad you've come. And father won't ever let you leave me as long as you live. Oh, isn't it jolly? I'll never be lonely any more. She sighed with happiness and nestled her head down on the pillow and went to sleep. But Mary Meg didn't go to sleep. She thought about her mother and what would happen if she never went home any more and how she would miss her mother and what the other children in the village would say after she'd been away for years and years, and she sat up in bed. The little house was very still. She made up her mind that if she was ever going to get home, she had better try to steal away now. She got up quietly and dressed herself and opened the door of the front room on a crack and peeked in. A candle was burning on the table in there, and the ragbone man was over at the other side of the room, opening the drawers of a bureau one after another and rummaging about inside. He was sniffling dreadfully. I can't find them, he was saying to himself. Where are the plaguey handkerchiefs anyway? To think that after I've tried so hard and brought one of them here at last, she wants to go right away home before she's been here ten minutes. They're all alike. That's what it is. They don't like me, and they run away from me, and when one of them comes here at last, she wants to go right off home again. There ain't one of them can abide the sight of me, and it's a cruel shame. That's what it is. It's cruel. Oh, dear, I'm going to cry again. I just know I am. It's coming on. I can feel it. Where are those handkerchiefs anyway? He opened another drawer and rummaged about inside and then sat down on a chair with his head on his hands. Plague take it, said he. I just know I'm going to cry, and there's no handkerchiefs in the house. Why do they all run away from me? And she wants to go home before she's been here ten minutes, and there's no handkerchiefs in the house. Hoo-hoo-hoo! I believe he's crying, said a voice outside. I believe he is, brother, I believe he is, said another voice. How would it do to go in, said the first voice. That's a very clever idea, brother, very clever, said the other voice. 
the front door opened and in walked the two gnomes i believe she's here too brother newbie said malkin i can see her peeking in through the door then said brother newbie i wonder why she doesn't come in i will come in said mary meg oh but i'm glad you've come and she stepped into the room but she wants to go home said the ragbone man wiping his eyes and nose with the back of his hand have you got a dry handkerchief have you got a handkerchief brother nibby said malkin oh dear no said nibby i always forget it do you know where you left it brother said malkin oh dear yes said nibby in the ice-box under the kitchen sink then please said the ragbone man please please take me there and give it to me oh oh when i think of all the children running away from me and now she wants to go home and no handkerchiefs in the house i'm going to cry again i'm going to cry again i just know it and sure enough he began to cry harder than ever maybe he'd feel better said malkin if we took him home and got him a handkerchief maybe he would there's something in that said nibby then let's do it said malkin but oh dear said the ragbone man pointing at mary meg i can't leave her here she'd run away then we'd better take her with us brother nibby said malkin what do you say just what i was thinking said nibby you took the words out of my mouth all right said the ragbone man when i've gotten the handkerchief i'll bring her back again now then said he to mary meg picking up his bag jump into the sack quick will you or won't you no no said mary meg i don't like the sack i won't not very polite today brother nibby said malkin i think she ought to do what the gentleman says you're right brother you're always right said nibby well said mary meg if you say i ought to do it i will but i don't want to she stepped into the bag and at that moment a voice sounded from the back door no no don't go away it was little rags in her nightgown she ran to mary megan threw her arms around her and clung to her tight don't go don't go cried little rags don't leave me stay and play with me oh please oh please she's coming back said her father i'll bring her back as soon as i get the handkerchief she'd run away if i left her here she'll be back mary meg put her arm around little rags and kissed her good-bye said she don't cry i've got to go now don't cry good-bye the ragbone man pulled the sack up over mary meg and hoisted it up on his back don't go don't go said little rags and put her head down on her arm the door closed behind the ragbone man in his sack and the two gnomes and little rags in her nightgown stood all alone in the room weeping the ragbone man walked so far and so long that mary meg fell asleep in the sack when she woke up she was standing on the mossy roof of the gnome's house rubbing her eyes and in a moment they were all four going down the ladder into the gnome's kitchen nibby ran to the ice-box under the sink and put his hand in it's no use brother it isn't here said nibby 
Then we'd better look somewhere else, brother, said Malkin. They looked in the coffee pot and the bread box and in the oven and everywhere, but they couldn't find the handkerchief. Oh, dear, said the ragbone man. It's enough to make a person cry his eyes out. That's what it is. Oh, what a day I've had. What are you going to do now? I'll tell you, said Mary Meg. I left a lot of them in the apple orchard at home, and they're all dry by now. Let's go there. Do you think they're dry? said the ragbone man. Of course they are, said Mary Meg. Come along, hurry. She led them up the ladder, and when they were outside, she got into the sack again. The ragbone man swung her onto his back, and before very long, she was dropped to the ground with a bump, and she got out of the sack. They were standing in the apple orchard behind her house, and there on the ground were the handkerchiefs where the ragbone man had thrown them. The ragbone man picked them up. They were wet. Oh, dear, oh, dear, he cried. They're all wet. I knew they wouldn't be dry. They're no earthly good. What'll I do? No handkerchiefs and all the children running away from me. And, oh, dear, I'm going to cry again. Oh, what a day I've had. What'll I do? What'll I do? Bless my soul, Brother Nibby, said Malkin. I know where our handkerchief is. I put it there myself. It's in the handkerchief box on the bureau. I wonder why we didn't think to look for it there. I believe you're right, brother, said Nibby. It's the last place I would have thought of looking for it. Then we'd better take him back to it before he cries again, said Nibby. Let's go. Oh, dear, said the ragbone man. Such a lot of running back and forth in the middle of the night. Come along, he said to Mary Meg. Jump into the sack again and let's go back. Oh, dear, so much trouble, nothing but trouble. Quick, jump into the sack. No, no, cried Mary Meg, starting to run. I'm home now. I'm not going back. Goodbye. And she ran away as fast as her feet would carry her, through the apple orchard, across the cabbage garden, and in at the kitchen door. Funny how we came to bring her right back to her own home, brother, said Malkin. Very funny. Very funny indeed, said Nibby. Oh, 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 said the ragbone man. What'll my poor little rags do now? Oh, what a terrible day I've had. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. He put his head down and burst out crying, and the two gnomes led him away. In the front room, Mary Meg's mother was sitting at the window sewing. Well, she said, I thought you were never coming home. I told you not to stay at Tish's so late. Did you have a nice supper? Get ready for bed, and next time, don't stay so long. Yes, mother, said Mary Meg. End of chapter 5